You are listening to To The Top Talk with Jamie Arrington. Thank you, Jamesy. Southern Miss Black Ops tailgate legend, Jason Bailey. Bump is uh, pretty good. Andy Wizard of Whiskey himself, Mr. Shanglock. But the reality is... They don't know, man! I've been looking forward to To The Top Talk. You know, I have that with myself every night. Look, for all you listen today, I'm not an idiot. What's going on? What's happening? How you guys doing? Welcome to To The Top Talk, presented by BetUS. Here with your break from all the high resource five propaganda to talk about the University of Southern Mississippi Golden Eagles. And life is back on sports betters. BetUS has your NCAA, NBA, NHL, UFC, PGA, and yes, NFL betting lines up for their 27th year in live betting on all of it. Log in to BETUS.com or call 800-792-3887. That's 800 BetUS. BetUS for 125% bonuses with our promo code TTTT125. Customer service pros are ready to get your phone, social, and online sports betting kickoff started now. Play with the proven mainstay in the industry, BetUS. You bet you win, you get paid. BetUS.com. Joining me now, Southern Miss Black Ops tailgate legend, Jason Bailey. Greetings and salutations, fellas. Good to be here. Had a great weekend in Hattiesburg, and uh, ready to get going. And the Wizard of Whiskey, Shane Lott. I'm back to uh, real thumps this week and not playing around with screw caps. <laughs> it, I felt like I, I cheated a little piece of my soul doing that. Yeah, you and did. Never, never again. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> listeners, you get what you pay for. So this is the first episode where we do not have a uh, football game to talk about in like months. Um, so we've got some other news to bring you up to speed on. First off, I mean, I know we just we just had the advertising. We just read the live read on the air, but not really self-promotion because I think everybody's really enjoying it. But Superback T-shirts are now on sale on our website. You go to jamierington.net slash to the top talk. The second button down is the To The Top Talk merchandise link. Go to that and get your Superback t-shirt. We have sold more Superback shirts in the past two days than we've sold of all other shirts combined. They are really, really, really a hot commodity right now. So um, I think everybody's enjoying having the super the, the Superback t-shirts available. We've got Superback hoodies. We've got Superback mugs and the like. So go on there, whatever your heart desires. In home of the Superback merchandise, you can get it at our website on T Public. So go check those out. Superback handful of taking over the world. Yeah, order a handful of Superback stickers. Go around, give them to your friends. Yeah, absolutely. I forgot about the stickers. Yeah, I'm looking yeah. at some to the top talk stickers right now. Really, you want stickers, huh? Yeah, I figured it'd be cool to put on something. I haven't put them on anything yet because I just like looking at them. But uh, <laughs> they'll go on something one of these days. So in so the Miss Athletics news. So this was this, this has been rumored for a while now, and still we don't have a concrete confirmation. I figure it's something that would, if it does come to fruition, we'll probably be hearing about soon. But in an interview with ESPN you'll Radio. You'll see some giraffes. You'll see some giraffes or some pandas. You'll see something. Uh, in an interview with uh, ESPN Radio in Lafayette, Dr. Brian Maggard, who is the Louisiana, Louisiana Raging Cajun Vice President, Vice VP, I don't know, is the Vice President of Intercollegiate Athletics? Yeah, he's the VP, Vice President. That's what VP stands for. He said, I, and I quote, I think you'll see all schools in all sports, with the exception of James Madison football, to start competing in the Sun Belt next season for the 2022-2023 academic year. So, uh, it's been rumored now for a while that Southern Miss is going to try to head Southern Miss, Old Dominion, and Marshall. We're going to be heading to the um, Sun Belt uh, sooner rather than later. So, if that comes to fruition, this will be our final year in Conference USA. That'll be great. You know, it's going to be it's it's going to be really weird if we don't make that jump. <laughs> just just one year and kind of like the lame duck season. Um, that's just it would just be just the entire season, just an awkward year of football. But my whole deal with everybody saying, man, why we got to wait and all this, it wasn't with the buyout. It was just a logistical nightmare that comes along with not just changing the football stuff around, but 
everything's got to be changed around, right? Talking about volleyball, basketball, baseball, you know, I mean, just it's everything has to change. Uh, your 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 uh, travel plans. I mean, I just I just can't imagine. That just seems like a just it's a remarkable task. Uh, but it sounds like we're going to give it a go. So, so I'm here for it. I'm ready for it. And um, the sooner the better. Yeah, I mean, I've, I was looking forward to uh, one more Conference USA Championship on the way out next year, but uh, we won't let the door hit us in the ass on the way out. Deuces. <laughs> um, also, some news that came out today is that Southern Miss is expected to name – Liberty offensive line coach Sam Gregg is our new offensive coordinator slash offensive line coach here at Southern Miss. Sam Gregg, someone who's coached with Will Hall in the past, and there were some very strong rumors last year that he was going to be joining the staff. I'm not sure what happened then and what's changed between then and now, but it is uh, he is expected to be the next offensive coordinator here at Southern Miss. That being said, Will, call, Will Hall fully expected to continue to call the plays. Yeah, I believe he said as much uh, in an interview with Trevor. Um, but uh, I was going somewhere with that, and uh, it's been a long day. And <laughs> I don't even know what to tell you. I, I 100% don't know where I was going with it. So strike that, reverse it. He's, he's someone who has a lot of – Spent a lot of time with Will Hall. I mean, he, he was on his staffs at uh, West Alabama, West Georgia. Um, you know, he's he coached back in 2004. He was the offensive line coach at Itawamba. He was a GA before that at Memphis. So he's definitely got some strong ties to the area and, and definitely some strong ties to Will Hall. And, you know, the past few seasons, he's been at uh, Liberty with Hugh Freeze, which we will – do you remember the last time that we hired – a, a, a an offensive coach from a team and then we turned around and played them the first game of the next season um hmm. i do not was it uh would be blake anderson would it it would be shannon dawson shannon dawson we, we heard shannon dawson uh after leaving kentucky and oh we, then we yeah we, be, we scored like 40 in the second half score like 40 in the second half so hey <laughs> um, that'd we've be got, lovely We've got Liberty the first game this year. You know, we're, we're coming off a two-game winning streak. They're not going to have Willis anymore. They're not going to have Willis anymore. Um, you know. Give me the their offensive line all the way. <laughs> yeah. Here we go. <laughs> Here we go. This game is in Hattiesburg, not Tampa. So that could be to our detriment. I did. That reminds me exactly what I was going to say earlier. I did see a tweet right before we started talking tonight where Hugh Freeze was congratulating him. Uh, for the move to offensive coordinator at Southern Miss. And I thought about liking it, and I was like, I better not do that because we all three of us know that Hugh Freeze will slide in your DMs with a quickness. <laughs> yeah, he will. Down with the quickness. Definitely. Uh, and if you don't believe me out there, make a comment uh, just about Hugh Freeze somewhere on Twitter. Uh, you don't even have to tag the man. Say will find like, it, it's and like, he's going to say something to you. It's like Candyman. Or it's it like is. Beetlejuice, or what you say the name three times, and it's it's he's gonna he's gonna slide up in there. He but may you only have to tweet Hugh Freeze once. You don't have to say it three times in a mirror or anything. You just tweet the words Hugh Freeze. Hugh Freeze will find you. It'll he'll find it. Jamie said, "Slide up in there." Slide up <laughs> in there. Some more Southern Miss news. So we uh, it was announced today. Southern Miss receiving a transfer at linebacker from Ole Miss, Dalen Gill. Originally from Louisville, Mississippi, um, has, has got one year of eligibility left and is, is is coming to the Golden Eagles for his final season. Man, um, I mean, the two guys that we have playing defense for us right now that came from Ole Miss last year worked out. So I'm, I like this. Um, I, I'm. I was surprised that he only had one year left. Uh, I, I wouldn't think that we would take a guy uh, that, that just had one year of eligibility left at the linebacker position. But we do lose. Is Was Latham a senior this year? No. He was a junior. I'm who'd, sure. who'd we lose at linebacker this year? I so am. Is he coming back? 
You know, uh, I don't know 100 percent, but I did see sweat. I, I mean, I guess I could reach out and ask, um, but I, I try not to to butt my, my face all up in that business. Uh, but I spoke to Swayze uh, after the game that I was there, and he said that he would like to since he missed the uh, the first part of the season. And Latham to, uh, is uh, definitely back. He's redshirt junior. Okay, good deal. And um, I think what, I think Rakeem Booth hung up the cleats, if I'm not mistaken. He, Rakeem Booth hung up the cleef, uh, cleats. Was was Avery Hobbs? Was he a senior or was he a junior? I feel like he was a junior because he came last year and had the the COVID year. I, I couldn't. This COVID year just throws it all, you know. Yeah. Throws me off. But yeah, especially I like think you know, like, he may be redshirting. Like whenever Frank uh, is a senior. Think about me, especially the people that we play. Can you imagine they're gonna be like, "Damn it, Frank freaking Gore is still there," <laughs> you know? Because he got that yeah, COVID year, still playing one. Superback. Yeah. Also, some so this is chatter right now, and I really, I really hate to bring this up, but I feel like we have to bring this up because there's so much. There's been a lot of chatter, particularly in the past week, and um, you know, I'm not gonna. I don't. I it, it's. I don't feel like it's confirmable to to say uh, that it's a done deal because I really don't know. But there is a lot of smoke and a lot of chatter that former uh, LSU quarterback Miles Brennan could possibly be heading to Southern Miss next year. He's another guy I believe would have one year of eligibility. Very, very strong cannon of an arm. Lots of, you know, he's from the coast, lots of Mississippi ties. Um, So if that is the case. Could definitely be an interesting fit and give um, Ty Keys some more time to kind of grow and prep. Yeah, you know, I'm going to read a uh, text message that I got from a really good source. And this is this is word for word, the text. Brennan is imminent. Dalen Gill is coming. Headed to the Sun Belt in 2022. Feeling better every minute. Is that from is that from um, Jeremy McClain? <laughs> it is not. It is not. I'm just gonna blog about it. You know, we, Anybody on the coaching staff? Oh. You know, so you know, he he's got Miles Brennan's got one year left. He played at St. Stanislaus. You know, Will Hall's got a lot of Mississippi ties. Uh, he is following Will Hall on Twitter. Not that that is the end all be all, but there's been a lot of a lot of chatter that he has in, indeed enrolled at Southern Miss. But I haven't been able to confirm that anywhere. I'm telling you. That we haven't been able to confirm that. So if you have a radio show, don't go off the rails tomorrow saying that we were trying to break information without journalistic integrity, please. Yeah, um, trying to sprain it. Yeah, but uh, you know it's 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 definitely something to keep an eye on, particularly between now and December the fifteenth, uh, which is is signing day, which is the December signing day. So definitely keep an eye out for that. I'm sure as, as soon as there's any kind of confirmation that that is is or isn't going to happen it will be out there on all the message boards as well as twitter so we will if he if he if he does is definitely going to be a, a golden eagle we will definitely put that information out there for you that would definitely be a game changer and if we saw anything this year we saw that we probably need more quarterbacks than we had last year and you got to think i mean heck we got i know he's an awesome player and it'd be great to get a guy of that stature that's able to go to a place like LSU and 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 start. Um that would be awesome. But you know, heck Jack can't throw the ball anymore, right? Um and uh T, we know T got in there, really didn't do much. I mean just he had he had a couple chances, didn't didn't look great. Um but we don't have a lot of guys on scholarship that are gonna be quarterbacks. So Add a guy like that. I mean Trey Lowe, who knows what the status of that is. Broke his foot. I mean it, to be able to come back from that, who knows? Um we all know what Ty can do, but this would this would be kind of a home run. And you got Zach Wilkie's expected to be here, um, the, the the quarterback from Hernando, um, expected to be here on campus for the spring. So you know he'll be another uh, scholar, you know, scholarship quarterback in the mix as well. Um, and then of course yeah, you I have think he was Big Wang Lang, and, yeah. uh, and not to mention the all. Commit. Who? I'm sorry, I'm stepping all over you, Jamie. The the commit just uh, uh what's his name Wilkie, uh, yeah, just got named to the first string six A uh, state team. 
Uh, I mean, oh, so yeah, one definitely. of the, the best quarterbacks at uh, one of the bigger high schools in the state of Mississippi. So something to be excited about. Not So then you take, you know, all those guys on the depth chart at quarterback, but you also have to factor in the 17 on the depth chart at superback. And how will they play into the mix? Um, you know, whether it be offensive linemen currently or uh, punters or anybody else, <laughs> how will they factor in the mix in the depth chart at, at superback for next season? So if you'd like to get your Superbag T-shirt, go to jamierington.net slash to the top talk and click on that second button that says to the top talk merchandise. Ding. Don't click on the fourth button that says personal videos. I'm just I'm warning you. Stay out of there. Not unless you have a credit card. Well, that's <laughs> true. Um, uh, no, go ahead. You have something you want? To uh, Avery, uh, I just I was scrolling through. Uh, Avery Hubbis is a sophomore. I did see that. Uh, I, I jotted a little note to mention that. It, How in the world like, is he a sophomore? He went to he's gone to he went to Iowa Western Community College. He's been here forever. He's a he's a sophomore. Don't ask questions, man. Co- well, COVID year. <laughs> yeah. Right, that's in the mix. I guess he played one year at Iowa Western. Okay, that makes a little bit more sense, I guess. But uh, anyway, that's a uh, there that's, was a graduate. That's a good thing. There was a graduate student uh, linebacker, but I wasn't super familiar with his name, so I don't imagine that he plays a whole lot that uh, would be done. But everybody else, if, if Swayze is indeed redshirting, which I believe that's the case, uh, then everybody but uh, that one guy will be back. I wonder how much time I would have spent in college if I'd have gotten a COVID year. Well, well I mean, I was already there a good six years. I was about to yeah, say. I was, I was six and a half, and I didn't get a COVID year. So I think we all got COVID years, actually. <laughs> uh, I'm yes, gonna, I stopped myself short of the, the comment I was about to make. So, uh, thinking about you, Marge, not making comments like that over the air. <laughs> um, some, other, some other news with former coaches that have Southern Miss ties. So former offensive coordinator here at Southern Miss last year, Matt Kubik, is expected to be named the new offensive coordinator at Louisiana Monroe. He was with uh, Columbia this year, who won the state title at the Rock this past weekend. They had the state championships at the Rock after they were moved because of the SWAC championship at Jackson State. They moved the games down to Hattiesburg, so all the state championship games in the Rock this past weekend. Congratulations to all the teams at once. And, hey, congratulations to Coach Kubik. Um, I know last year was tough. I mean, your first game, your your head coach is gone. Um, you know, you kind of have to rally there. You have a lot of injuries and turnover, but you know, come back to to lead the Golden Eagles to a victory that that final game of the season over FAU. Yeah, very unfortunate year for him. That's uh, good to see him. You know, after having to go to be a high school offensive coordinator, which he was completely overqualified for. Um, but I guess, it, you know, kept him in this area. Did, did he have kids in the area that were going to school? Um, so, you know, d- don't disrupt their life if that's the case. But uh, good to see him getting a, a shot back at, at the FBS level. Um, he didn't do anything wrong here. Don't wish that guy any ill will. Right. I always liked Cubic. And uh, it was it was a really weird scenario. I guess you're right, Shane. I don't know enough about him to know about, you know, if he had kids or not. But that, that would make a lot of sense. But. I don't know. I don't know what to equate that to. Uh, like Jamie, like in the comedy world, would that be like I don't know Seinfeld going and like I don't know coming to Hattiesburg all of a sudden to play in front of forty five people? Hey, like that, well I'm just saying, <laughs> you know, uh, if, 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 like New York, L.A., uh, Boom Boom Room, um, <laughs> you know. Todd Berry yeah. never wrote a book that says thank you for coming to New York. It's a very LA. fair point. It's a very fair point. But I mean, you get what I'm saying, and uh, and and to to I, don't know. I, I just I just always liked the guy, and uh, that had to have been humbling, at least uh, swallow your pride a little bit, and to see him get a, get another shot, it's it's cool. Well, and to be fair, that's you know kind of the whole point about Todd Berry naming his book. Thank you for coming to Hattiesburg. It was a great punchline. I mean, it was. I love it it yeah. was. It was a fantastic show when you brought him to town too. That's, uh, mm-hmm. that's one, of, one of my favorite shows I've ever been to. Another former Southern Miss coach who had a really, really amazing weekend, former Southern Miss offensive coordinator Blake Anderson, won the Mountain West Championship as the head coach of Utah State 
So congratulations to Blake, first year up there after leaving Arkansas State. He's able to win the Mountain West Championship. So congratulations to him. Always thought he was a solid guy. And, you know, we can we can talk about the sour milk from his alleged blue jeans interview back in 2012. But, uh, (laughs) you know, I would I would I would have loved to have seen how Southern Miss football would have turned out in 2012 had he stayed on. I don't care if he came in there wearing nothing but a 20-gallon cowboy hat. You give that man that job. Yeah. Yeah. You, in I fact, sure made you, a you out of me. Give me that job before you gave it to yeah. who you gave it to. I would anybody, say, Give anybody that job. Give anybody that job. Give it to OB. Like, give anybody that job <laughs> except for who they gave it to. Blow it up, OB. <laughs> it's cocktail time. Um, <laughs> it is. Also, another what a great Southern Miss legend. Absolutely. Uh, Another former Southern Miss administrator here. uh, I think, you know, I was really fond of this guy, Scott Carr. He's been at uh, UCF for the past however long, but he was a former deputy director of athletics here at Southern Miss. He was named the new athletic director at FIU. So congratulations to Scott Carr, super guy. I know that. You know, he had so many friends and, and really fans here that uh, are excited for him and uh, enjoy Conference USA. Man, you know, I, he's good at what he does. He was the interim athletic, athletic director at UCF there for a little while. Yeah. Uh, after was uh, was Danny White when they lost him, he kind of stepped in. Was the intern or was it the guy after that? Uh, I don't want to say misinformation, um, but something along those lines. Anyway, he. He did serve as the interim athletic director at UCF, and he, he's been there uh, kind of through their meteoric rise uh, to where they're going to be a, you know, uh, a Big 12 team, uh, you know, possibly next year, if not the year after. But, yeah, I, I was reading some articles just because of the connection with him. FIU is another one of those giant enrollment universities. I mean, they've got like 50-something thousand undergrad uh they're right there in the Miami area. If they could get corporate sponsorship on board and, and just start getting a little bit of interest there, uh, I mean, they, they could very well be another UCF uh, if, if with the right leadership. So not that I necessarily want to see FIU do that, but uh, they're a potential sleeping giant. And if they get somebody in there that's competent and that their title isn't uh, director of sports and entertainment, uh, instead of athletic director, they, they may be able to do something there because it's it's a, a hotbed for football talent. There's lots of people, lots of money. Uh, they just got to get that thing rolling in the right direction. Uh, good luck because you'll be in Conference USA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy. Um, all right, so let's let's give a shout out to our friends at BetUS before we move on to the pick of the week. Uh, bet with a three-decade leader, BetUS. Join now with a 125% bonus by using promo code TTTT125 or a 200% bonus with crypto by using our promo code TTTT200. Bet sports, casino, horses, pop culture, and more at BETUS.com. You bet, you win, you get paid, BetUS. All right, so as far as the picks this past week, Shane, Coming out on top with a six and four record. Meanwhile, Bump and myself both with a five and five record. So that brings our total on the season. I am now currently the only person still in the negative. I have a 67 and 73 record on the season, but I'm getting close. And then we have Shane in second place with a 70 70 record on the season. And then one game ahead of him, Jason with a 71 69 record. So coming for you, Bump. He's closing the gap. We're, we're going to stick with the college football this week, and we only have one game. So we're going to do one game, but bowl season will be kicking off soon. Uh, so we will we will go all in. Uh, we'll stick it in them during bowl season and, and run the gauntlet on that. But for this week, we've got one game. It is the Army-Navy game, Army versus Navy. Army is a seven-and-a-half-point favorite uh, we start with the lead dog, and that is Jason. Yeah, so, you know, what I did was I, I reached out to our resident military to the top talk go-to uh, on this one, Mr. Chad Dickens. And he said, go Navy. You know, now Chad is, of course, a, a Marine himself. 
Um, and so then I started to look it up, and uh, and the Army is eight and three on the year, while Navy is three and eight on the year. And I know this is normally you know that game where you can throw out the record books and all that. Uh, the game is actually on my birthday, December the eleventh. Um, so uh, might find somewhere to watch that down on Bourbon Street. Um, yeah, it's gonna be cool. My first, it's be my first time back in New Orleans uh, since the uh, pandemic. So I haven't been there oh, in quite a while. Good times. Um, so both teams run the ball, you know, almost exclusively. Anybody who's watched either, either one of these teams, uh, but I do have some stats on that. Army uh, averages 394 yards on the ground, 93 in the air. Navy 283 and 55. Army scores more points, 35 a game. Navy less points, 20 per game. The defense is really the difference here. Army is just better, only giving up 22 and a half a game, where Navy gives up 29. Um, so. You know, I, I I really don't know what to do. I, I do know that I looked at Navy's schedule and they beat UCF this year. Navy should definitely lose this game, but I think I'm going to go with uh with 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 what Chad said. I think I'm going to go with Navy, uh, even though Army might win the game. Hopefully, they can uh, keep it uh, keep it close. And um and if we were taking an over under, I think I would definitely take the under because nobody's going to score a lot. <laughs> it's going to be a slugfest. It's probably going to be really fun to watch. And um, it's one of those games that, uh, it, that outside of Southern Miss, I'd normally have zero interest ever in attending one of these. But if I had to pick a game outside of a Southern Miss game that I would like to go to on the, on the bucket list, uh, this would probably be it. So can't wait to uh, tune in. Um, Chad, I appreciate that, buddy. Uh, when this pays off and I tie bump <laughs> this week, uh I'll send you that 20 in the mail that I told you I'd shoot your direction. So thanks for doing me a solid. You're a true friend. Um, you know, I'm going to have to be truthful here. I haven't watched Navy or Army play football at all this year. I had no idea what to do going into this. But luckily, my boy Bump did all that research <laughs> and informed you guys. And no way in hell uh, that I'm picking anybody but Army, especially since he picked Navy. Go Army, beat Navy. Uh, you know, my grandfather was in the Navy, and he probably would not be too happy with this pick, but he probably wouldn't care because he was a Southern Miss fan in the first place. But I am going to go with Jeff Munkin and the Army uh, – what are they, the Knights? What are they? Yeah, the Black Knights. The Black oh, Knights. No, Vegas is the Knights? Golden Knights. I think they're the Black Knights. Okay. Yeah, Black that's Knights. right. I mean Black Knights. That's right. Yeah, Vegas is the Golden Knights, and uh, no. Oxford is the White Knights. So <laughs> the full gamut of all the different. <laughs> oh, very nice. Very nice. Uh, I never pick against the Golden Eagle and I never pick against a Munkin. Please don't Munkin unblock me on Twitter. <laughs> it, it didn't pay off last week, but it did not. But, but I think we were all we all three were in the in the gamut there. So, hey, best of luck in. Uh, Nobody saw that coming. Man, it's really hard to beat a team twice in, in one season. Yeah, my, and but but that's the first time they played this year. I thought they played before. No, they they're played before. The, yeah, yeah, they're both Georgia won. Uh, no, they they yeah. didn't they didn't play before. They played before Georgia beat them. No, no Texas A&M. No, Texas yeah, A&M Texas, A&M. Uh, Alabama only lost to Texas A&M. I thought they had played before. Yeah, Georgia's in the East. Never mind. And I don't. Screw I mean, the like SEC. I don't really care. I don't. Yeah, who watches that? mess anyways you know well that's why i didn't know because i sure as hell don't i don't yeah. i don't give a damn what goes on in that conference <laughs> you say sbc 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 so we did have um we did have some other action this week we had men's basketball women's basketball jason why don't you get us started and um tell us what happened this week in men's basketball <sighs> okay yeah so it didn't go well um, we played two games. Uh, we played versus South Alabama and versus uh, Southern Illinois. Uh, so the first game went horrible. Um, absolute beatdown. Might have should even cancel the game but, but, but because we had the flu-like symptoms and all of that going on. But if you cancel it, that's forfeit. So, you know, I don't think that Ladner and the coaching staff thought that it would be quite as bad as it was. That being said, South Alabama is probably the best team that we're going to play this year with all the transfers coming in. Um, yeah, we look bad. Um, 
we uh, we had a different starting five again. I don't know what's going on with that. It looks like to me that we're starting uh, the best players uh, as far as practice goes, maybe who gives the most effort. That's a total guess on my part. Um, bright spots of the game, uh, uh, Napper had 16 points, 8 assists. Stevenson had 18 points. Moore had 12 points in only 22 minutes. Uh, none of it really mattered because we lost 85 to 55. That's right, 30-point loss. Um, you know, tell me if you've heard this before, but uh, we were 2 of 12 from three-point range. Um, the, uh, the the good thing, the three scorers that I mentioned, we're really going to lean on these guys the rest of the year with Tay Hardy being out. They, they, they were efficient as they could possibly be. Uh, 19 of 34 uh, from the field, that's 55%. Um, and the guy who just went off for South Alabama was a guy named Javon Franklin, who transferred in from Auburn, I believe. Uh, he scored 22 points, had nine boards, four steals, one block, one assist, and only 23 minutes played. And he went 10 for 10 from the field. So, you know, have yourself a night, Mr. Franklin. Um, South got open on looks all night and just knocked them down. They were nine of 21 from three-point range. They had six different guys make a three-pointer. So they're really good. Um, we were down 45 to 24 at halftime and then more of the same in the second half, but we actually played a little better, only 40 to 31 in the second half. So, uh, I guess that shows that we didn't quit and, uh, stayed with it all night long. South Alabama is now seven and two on the season. And, um, and like I said, they're, they're probably going to be the best team that we place, uh, that we, that we face all year. And so that did not go well. We hope that we can rebound. Uh, versus Southern uh, Southern Illinois a few nights later, and it was another bad night. <laughs> um, Napper was, again, a bright spot, 13 points. He actually hit three three-pointers himself, which is rare for the Golden Eagles to have one guy hit three three-pointers. Uh, Tyler Stevenson is kind of automatic. Uh, he, he had 14 uh, rebounds to go along with nine points. Isaiah Moore barely played. you got to figure that he's just he's still nursing that those flu-like symptoms. Um, only logged 15 minutes on the court. He's, in my mind, you know, by far the best player that we got. So, uh, so, so, it, and, and while he was in there, he got teed up. So, lost his composure a little bit as well. We're still going through a lot of, I guess, chemistry issues. These guys hadn't been here that long. They haven't played, played together a whole lot. We have some Juco guys. That's a step up. You have to get used to the speed. So, We've got a long way to go. Um, we were actually 6 of 16 from three-point range this game. It's, it's actually pretty decent. It comes out to 38%. I think if you could say that we'd shoot 38% from three-point range for the rest of the year, you'd go ahead and you'd take it. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, Southern Illinois had four guys in double figures. Uh, they shot 15 more shots and made 10 more shots. Uh, we only had four offensive rebounds, and for a team that misses shots as much as we do, it seems like we would get more rebounds. Um so yeah, we've we've got a ways to go, man. You know, I try to find some bright spots, but you know, in a in a thirty point loss and a twenty five point loss, it's there's not a whole lot there. You can see it on the coach's faces. You can see it on Ladner's face. It looks like he hadn't slept in three days. Um, every time you see him out there, so I, I, I got I got confidence in the guys. I've seen them do good. You remember it wasn't too long ago we felt pretty good about that trip to to Missoula, Montana, in the Zootown Classic. Uh, one in two out of three there, and the only one we lost was to uh, the home team that didn't have to play but two games, and we had to play three in three days. So we felt pretty good at that point. Last week was definitely a huge step backwards. Um, the South Alabama game, uh, I, I did not think we were going to win that game. I also didn't think that we were just going to get completely blown out of the gym. And Southern Illinois, um, that's a team that Southern Miss should beat, right? Beat them last year. Uh, came down to the wire, I think. We beat them in Hattiesburg last year. And um, and we got smoked again. So we have Loyola of New Orleans coming in on that December the 11th uh, day that I'm going to be out of town. Uh, hopefully we can get back on the right track. And, um, and, and, and the schedule coming up looks promising as far as getting a few more wins in the uh, win column. So... You know, come out to Reed Green, man. It's 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 a fun time. It's it's uh it's we have to get a little better, but but I think it it helps our guys be a little better with more people in the stands. So come out, support, drink a beer, do your thing. And you've got man, I'm, it, it's kind of it's you know having Tay Hardy out for the year is tough. I mean, I know there's some games where he wasn't starting, but I mean these these. 
shooting percentages are a little bit concerning. I mean, you know, South Alabama, we shot 38% from the field, 34% against against Southern Illinois, even though we shot we – we had a better three-point percentage than we did a field goal percentage in that game. Um, just not able to get the shots to go in the basket right now. Hopefully. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, not even from point blank. I mean, we'll, we'll, shoot, we'll shoot a layup, you know, from under the basket uh, that hits the rim four times and somebody doesn't go in, you know. So we're a little bit snake bit as well. Um, but, you know, this team, from watching so much basketball – uh, over the years, I mean, this team is definitely one of the longer, bigger, uh, more athletic-looking units that we've had. So you say all of those things. So you have to think that that there's pieces to the puzzle, right? And uh, and I still believe that. Um, and it's it's up to look. It's up to the coaching staff and the players to just decide that they're not going to be bad anymore. And um, and when they're not bad, it's super fun to watch. We've seen it happen. So we just have to do more of that. Less of whatever the hell happened last week, and uh, and it'll be fun again. Yeah, the Loyola game kind of scares me, to tell you the truth, with yes. the, the performance of these last two, because they are the number one NAI team in the country. <laughs> and uh, we've lost to William Carey, and, and now that William Carey's a bad NAI team, uh, they do very well, but uh, to be playing the number one NAI team in the country after we have previously lost to an NAI team, uh, has me a little nervous with the, the what, performance last week. And after uh, after last week, looking at the next four games before conference starts, you look at Loyola New Orleans. I think everybody would think we should win that game. You look at Jacksonville State. That's actually just Jacksonville. Is it just Jacksonville? Yeah. Okay, so that's, so that's even worse. Uh, that's you, the Dolphins, you, you, not Jacksonville you would, State. Yeah. You would think that that's a W. Um, and then we're actually at Louisiana Monroe. I think that most people would think we should win that game. Um, and then at East Carolina, I don't know what East Carolina has, but I think most people would think that we might win that game, right? So out of the next four, you know, I mean, I think three and one is probably expected. Even as bad as we looked last week, I think three and one is expected in those games. I think two and two is understandable and reasonable. Uh, like anything less than that, then you know, we have some serious questions that need to be answered. And hopefully, all these guys get back and get healthy. Outside of Tay, we, we all saw Tay's arm when he ran, when he let when he uh, hustled off the court there in Montana. Um, you know, I'm not a doctor, but his arm was going in directions that the arm shouldn't go. <laughs> so yeah, it, it um, didn't look fully attached. Yeah, so uh, so let's just hope he gets he gets better. Um, but but the other guys that are kind of feeling the effects of the flu or the, whatever we had, they get back to healthy and um and people like Napper keep stepping up, man. Look, Napper might be the only guy that that's not afraid to go to the hole on our team. Um, he goes hard. Uh, he 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 gets a little loose with the basketball sometimes, but that dude plays hard. And I like it. I like watching him play. We need more out of Bolden. We need Pierre to you know we need Pierre and Stevenson to carry the load, uh, and they can do it. So. I'd feel a lot worse right now if, if I didn't see decent to good players out on the court a lot. It's just when they get out there, they forget that sometimes. So they got to remember it. Guys like Pierre, man. You know, Pierre had some moments last year. I hadn't seen Mince of it this year. But Pierre some, had some moments last year where you really thought, you know what? This guy has a chance to, like, go for 30 anytime he steps out. So let's let's just, I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. Maybe in a month, you know, we'll look back and we'll say, hey, that was just a blip on the radar. Um, that was only we only, had the flu. Yeah, only only time will tell. So, all right, Shane, what say? So, so, well, before I get to that, so like Jason mentioned, two home games coming up this Saturday, December the 11th at 2 p.m. against Loyola of New Orleans, and then Tuesday, December the 14th, Southern Miss against Jacksonville. Who I believe I believe we uh, we lost to them early last season in Jacksonville, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I remember listening to that game, but um, I think they've they've been they've been tough at times. So you get two home games coming up in the next week. So go out there and support the Golden Eagles. Jace, uh, to do Shane. Let's tell us about Lady Eagle basketball. Big a big win to finish the week here. That kind of 
snapped the streak, so to speak. Yeah, that's uh, the, the the other guy, that guy, not the one that was just talking about men's basketball. The, the other guy, Utah now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, women's basketball was kind of on the other end of the spectrum uh, from men's basketball this week. And sorry, I'm now that I'm three pours in, I really had to concentrate on making sure the liquid hit that glass. So. Uh, the the women's basketball team moved to six and two this week, and although they have not yet played a conference USA game, they are now three and zero in Sun Belt play, which bodes well for the future of Lady Eagle basketball. Uh, they earlier in the season they beat Louisiana Monroe, that was Sun Belt win number one. Both of the games this week were Sun Belt competition, so and both of them were on the road. So uh, uh, impressive week by the Lady Eagles, starting off with Wednesday, December the 1st. They were at Georgia State. Uh, they pick up the 64-56 win there. Sophomore Malia Grayson matched a career high with 21 points. Uh, sophomore Rose Warren had a career high seven assists. And junior Dominique Davis had 13 points. Uh, she has now scored 10 or more in six straight Lady Eagle basketball games. Uh, so she's she's kind of our driving force there. Uh, following that win against Georgia State on Sunday, December the 5th, the Lady Eagles were at the University of South Alabama. If you listen to this show, you're well aware that I don't have we ever beat the University of South Alabama in anything at this no. point. Uh, no, yeah, no, I mean, not in the history at, of the university. At, at baseball back in 1932, we won the first two games and then they've beat us ever since is, is how it feels now. But I'll be damned. The Lady Eagles get a 71-51 win in Mobile against the University of South Alabama, breaking the curse. Uh, leading the way in that win, Malia Grayson right back there and Macy Weaver both record double-doubles. Uh, Malia Grayson with 21 points and 12 rebounds. Macy Weaver with 13 points and 11 rebounds. Uh, so... But, oh, Macy Weaver. <laughs> uh, was Is Weaver a transfer from Arkansas? I, I yes. Think she's the, yeah, yeah. So uh, good to have her. Good to have Macy Weaver uh, on the on the roster. <laughs> uh, we we uh, cancel your subscriptions now. We're sorry that we uh, we made you listen to us sing. Um, no, we're not. That was fun. Uh, but. Uh, Lady Eagles doing great. Uh, Coach McNellis has, has got them playing some good basketball right now, uh, winning games on the road against uh, who they may be playing in the conference slate next year. So uh, hoping the Lady Eagles can, can keep this hot streak going. It's early in the season. Uh, would like to see them competing for a Conference USA championship on the way out the door. That said, uh, nothing for the Lady Eagles until the 13th, uh, which is a Monday, where they will host Blue Mountain State at Reed Green Coliseum at 6 o'clock. And that'll be our, our next Lady Eagles hardwood action. Hey, I will say uh, I'd like to give a premature shout out to South Alabama for wearing their McNillis Strong uh, warm up T-shirts uh, before the game. That was pretty cool. You would oh, give yeah, a premature was... shout out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. really cool. That was really nice. <laughs> really nice. It was. It was. Uh, it, it's been nice to see all the people support Joy Lee through uh, through her most recent cancer battle. It, it from the last few updates that I saw regarding that, uh, you know, everything looked to be positive. Uh, I think uh, whatever treatment program they have coach on uh seems to at least be keeping things from growing and spreading so uh as always uh coach mcnellis is in our, our thoughts and prayers but uh wouldn't know anything was wrong with the way the lady eagles are playing basketball absolutely so the the um walk-ons the uh, golden eagle hotline the basketball edition starts actually tonight it happened uh or today from 12 to 1 p.m. So uh, they are switching the gears from football to basketball with the Golden Eagle Hotline. You can check that out on their on the um, their on the the podcast feed. They uh, I think they do still put that on. I don't know. 
I think they do. You can check it out on the app. <laughs> but uh, the podcast feed for Inside Southern, I'm subscribed. And yeah, okay, yeah, there was what 1117 was the last Golden Eagle hotline on there. So I'm sure this is. I'm sure they'll bring it back this week. If you if you don't get enough Southern Miss coverage from to the top talk, you can definitely check out the Golden Eagle Hotline on the Southern Miss Athletics feed. All right. I think that just about does it. Guys, do you have any shout-outs this week? I do have a few shout-outs I wanted to hit real quick. You know, I didn't have any shout-outs until like five minutes before, then I started thinking about the cool-ass weekend that I had. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to throw it all in there. So first off, uh, and uh, well, actually, Jamie, I saw that this guy actually made his his uh, comedic debut uh, with you. I think last week at the open mic, I wanted to give Drew Wooten a shout out. Saw him at the Drew 5K. Wooten. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm in the 5K at least. I'm sure he annihilated my time. Um, but uh, him and Jamie Massengill uh, were down at the 5K to support uh, Sacred Heart, and um, that was really cool. Um, I want to give a shout out to the Hattiesburg Zoo. We went to Zoo Lights with some friends of ours, the Fall Vs from over in Brookhaven, and really enjoyed ourselves at that thing. Um, Blitzen's Bar may never be the same after our. How did the folks from adventures. Brookhaven uh, enjoy seeing those electric lights <laughs> and plumbing and everything? It was great. But night of their life. Um, I wanted to give a shout out to the Lucky Rabbit and to Trattoria, uh, to two downtown businesses. I love downtown. I love Midtown and downtown Hattiesburg. Um, when I get out to West Hattiesburg, I'm like a tourist. I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> Traffic and oh, Charlie's, whatever. Um, <clears throat> swung by the the Rabbit after the race. It was really cool. Um, had a beer with our good buddy Harry Goff while I was down there. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, then then went uh, to lunch at Trattoria, the new pizza place in the old Bianchi's building. Uh, down there, uh, went there after uh, after church on Sunday. Um, very tasty. I want to give a shout out to the Jones Companies, building a forty million dollar headquarters in Midtown Hattiesburg. Property value, Jamie. <laughs> I'm for it. Um, and then two more shout outs, and I'll get out. Uh, Chase and Destiny Blackwell are currently on their honeymoon um, a year after getting married, so I want to give them a shout-out. Chase listens to the show regularly, and Destiny is just way out of his league. I have no idea what she's thinking, but anyway, shout-out to them. And the last shout-out, uh, you just remind – well, it reminded me of it when we were going through our Joy Lee and uh, talk just a minute ago, but I want to give a shout-out to our good friend Kent Oliver, who I saw walking the streets of downtown Hattiesburg while I was uh, uh, having some beers with Harry um, – and he said hello, and we talked about stuff for a while. And that dude, just a good dude, man. Um, I hate yeah, his Georgia Bulldogs lost this week, um, but th- th- there is none better than Ken Oliver. So want to make sure. Did I you just call Ken Oliver a prostitute? <laughs> Did I? I was just you rolling. Said you here. just saw Ken Oliver walking the streets of Hattiesburg. Nothing would surprise me these days with Ken, really. Well, it's, I mean, I don't know the man's personal business, uh, but I don't appreciate for him the fact that Jason Bailey just referred to him as a uh, working woman here on our <laughs> podcast. And then I said, I think we're talking about some things. So it got worse after that. Yeah. Shane, do you have any shout outs? Uh, I do have a shout out. Uh, mentioned earlier that the uh, Superback shirts are, are moving like hotcakes. Uh, give a shout out to the one and only Patrick Lowry, Mr. Pilo, mm-hmm. uh, for the the design work on that. Uh, while we're giving shout out to Patrick, we got to get a shout out to Lisa because uh, without Lisa Lowry, uh, Patrick uh, would leave the house house without pants on and and uh, would be fired and in jail and couldn't do awesome design work. So shout out to the Lowry's, um, the three thumps for the night. Uh, I've, I've stayed on this, uh, like trio theme with, with some kind of relation between the bottles. Uh, it's just been easier to pick out. Uh, the, the amount of time that we talk is usually about three, uh, you know, half to full whiskey pours. I'm sure by the amount of words that I slurred towards the end of an episode, you can tell how heavy those pours have been. But uh, tonight I kept it in the Elijah Craig family, uh, which is a uh, a Heaven Hill product. Um, The first pour was a single barrel Elijah Craig small batch uh, pick from the Smoking Barrel Bourbon Society here in North Carolina. 
uh, Rickhouse Double D uh, Floor Four, and all of those small batch picks come in at 94 proof. So that's uh, 94 proofs a, a good way to start the night. Not not too crazy. Uh, the next one that I went into was uh, a buddy of mine came over yesterday with his wife. It was his birthday. We hung out, started drinking whiskey way too early, uh, and we opened this bottle that I've had for a little while on his birthday. Just been waiting for a reason to open it, but uh, Elijah Craig Toasted Barrel. Uh, delicious. Tastes like a little toasty wood and marshmallows in a glass. So if you happen to be lucky enough to walk into a store and see some of that on the shelf. I highly recommend it. Uh, and then finished up here with, uh, I was actually lucky enough. Uh, well, it's been several months ago because Heaven Hill has a strike going on and it, it really slowed down their bottling. But uh, some friends here, uh, my buddy Chris Lynn that has Carolina Whiskey Society invited me to come along on this single barrel selection of Eliza Craig Barrel Proof. Uh, and we picked a 10 year, 121.4 proof, uh, offering from Elijah Craig that is very much, uh, brown sugar and toffee and caramel, uh, that fades into some cherry and a little, little oak. And it's, uh, really good. Uh, I was lucky to, to participate in that. But, uh, again, wrapping it up, uh, kept it in the Elijah Craig family and, uh, it was a delicious night. Good stuff, man. Uh, I want to give a shout out. I didn't do it last week, but, uh, you know, friend of the show, friend of our friend. He's he's uh, just a super dude. Jeremy Cooper actually uh, helped with the editing a little bit last week. So didn't shout him right. out for that last week, but wanted to give him a, definitely give him a shout out for that. And and I holds it down at the tailgate each and every week. Uh, so shout out to Jeremy Cooper for that. Also, want to shout out, what's wrong? I just said Coop. No, oh, I thought you said ooh. I was like, oh, who, who did that remind Ooh. you of? What did you? <laughs> and that's, that, that's usually the reaction after you mention Cooper, Cooper's name. Coop. Ooh. Yeah. Oh. False alarm. It was just gas. It was just gas. Um, I want to shout out Jim Thompson, too, just because he's, he's Jim Thompson. Jim and, Thompson. Um, I want to second that. Shout out to Jim Thompson, that beautiful bald head. Shout out to Jim Thompson. I think he's got – I think he's in with, like, Saks in West Hattiesburg now. Like, if we're ever – Touristing about that area, I guess we could swing by, but uh, he's out there in. Uh, he still live there by you boys. Thing. He lives somewhere in the vicinity. I don't. I'm not sure exactly where he lives. Well, not. Uh, well, I mean, I guess I could dox the man. I'm not giving his address, but he he lived right there behind that track by Thames. He doesn't live in that uh, spot anymore. He doesn't live he right moved, there. He moved from he there. Moved, but he's not too terribly far away from here. You know, I knew that was far too close to an elementary school for Jim Thompson to live. Uh, eventually, they were going <laughs> to catch up with that and, and make that man move. Um, but, yeah, okay. I, hey. Thompson, I don't know where you live anymore. Uh, you'll, you'll have to shoot me a message. I thought, we, of, uh, I thought of one more thing. Uh, mm-hmm. real quick. Uh, the, so, so the golf event, two top tour golf event, we're going to do that again. It's going to be in April. We haven't decided on a date yet. We got to look at the baseball schedule and figure out what all is going on. We are going to expand it a little bit by eight people this year. We're going to have four, uh, we're going to have two teams of 14. So it's going to be capped at 28. Last, uh, year it was capped at 20. Uh, we raised, I think $600 for the golf team. Um, this year we're gonna we're gonna try to annihilate that. So if anybody out there uh, wants some more information about it, um, or uh, just wants to sponsor it, or wants to play, or wants to whatever, uh, you can call me or, or Chad Dickens and uh, or, or send us emails or uh, hit us up on Twitter or whatever, and uh, we'll let you know what we know. And um, and so more to come on that. But it just occurred to me, to Chad's kind of Chad sent me an email two days ago about it, and um. He's all fired up. He won last year. I don't know why the hell I, I made out the damn teams. I gave him the better team, and he won. Pissed me mm. off. So the Bailey team's coming back this year. Whatever team doesn't want to win, let me know, and I can jump in there. Samesies. If you guys are interested in just completely, if you want next to just year we just we, we just need off. Jamie. We need Jamie with a megaphone and like four dozen jello shots to ride around in a golf cart while the guys are playing and just do stuff. You just, just throw get them. hammered and talk shit. Yes. I, I thought you were going to say, just throw it at them. Here's some jealous. You, you just drive around and throw them at everybody as they're teeing Video. off. Yeah. It'd be hilarious. You know, I like it. You, you should approach, uh, Mr. Jamie Ferris and Lincoln road package store for a sponsorship for the golf tournament. 
Uh, we've probably said the, the name of that place no less than 4,000 times on this podcast. <laughs> uh, I feels like he owes you something. So, J- Jason, just off the, like totally off topic here, but while it's on my mind. Mm-hmm. So the the Jones Company. Mm-hmm. I'm Jonesing. Do, do you know exactly where the location is that they're building at? Uh, well, it's, it's behind the, the current Midtown project, right? I mean, it's right there. It's right there in the Midtown. Uh, so I guess behind those apartments somewhere they bought up. Uh, I don't think uh, like that's 40 acres of land or something. And a uh, I don't it's, know. Yeah. Like, I don't know that kind of. I don't know how the zoning is on that. Like that would be. I don't know. Because you know they're putting that park back there. They get well, the park. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, well, the park is going to be more in our in our neighborhood. Right. Right. Um, next to that church, the uh, whatever church that is over there. Um, that's going to be cool too. I really hope that they find a way to squeeze in a uh, miniature golf course. Into that thing, that would be really cool. But no, yeah, it's going to be on the grounds. So I'll, you know, it's somewhere. I don't know. I read the article today, and they said something about it, but I'm not good looking it up right now. I was, I've got the article up, and it doesn't say exact location, but I know they've been tearing down those old apartments, kind of like behind, like near Shoney's. So I was wondering, like, oh yeah, if redoing they, that thing, yeah, but they're not really tearing it down. They're like just, they've got the the drapes over it. And they're just redoing. Maybe you okay. might be right. I don't know if that's forty million dollars worth of work. Uh, uh, stuff's but. expensive these days. Well, maybe just the plumbing over there is it's it's big to do. But it's somewhere. Well, they were like they were located next door to Shoney's, so the plumbing's probably jacked. It's probably pretty jacked up. <laughs> so it's going to be somewhere between forty nine and fifty nine. We know that much. In Midtown, right? Yeah, that's Midtown. I, I don't know what you guys have been doing here, but it looks like. <laughs> The, the the pipes in this area have been exposed to 50 years of nuclear waste. Uh, it's called a breakfast buffet. <laughs> That's what we call it. So um, as far as next week goes, so we're, we're, we're finally shutting down the episode. So next week, signing day is on Wednesday, December the 15th. So I venture to say that our episode next week will not be released until signing day till we get all the ins and outs, all the – T's dotted and the I's crossed. Uh, we will then reveal the the signing day edition. Until then, you guys enjoy yourselves. We'll see you next week. And as always, Southern Myths to the top. Talk. I could play for Alabama, USC, or Notre Dame. You have lots of things to offer, but Southern Mississippi put you all shame. I was born here in Hattiesburg, never ventured far away. When it comes to playing football, here in Eagle Heaven is where I'm gonna stay. I could play for North Carolina. Ohio State, RLSU, you play a good game of football, but Southern Mississippi is a whole lot better than you. season is over and done the fans here in Hattiesburg will be proud of what we've done I could play for the Georgia Bulldogs Florida State or Tennessee but I chose Southern Mississippi and right here at home is where I'll always be I could play for Alabama USC our Notre Dame, you have lots of things to offer, but Southern Mississippi put you all to shame. I could play for North Carolina, Ohio State, or LSU. You play a good game of football.
But Southern Mississippi is a whole lot better than you When the football season is over and done All your teams with famous names will see we're number one Ask Mississippi State Ask Mississippi State Call Katie Case Bailey with Dunbar Real Estate for all of your real estate needs Katie Case Bailey, Realtor Extraordinaire Something to show, something to list, something to sell Call today at 601-408-9980 